Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Coppin, and we're here with comic Joe Larson. Joe Larson, how the hell are you? Good. That is a very radio voice you have there. Oh, good. You really, Thank you, so much. you really went down for that intro. That's, that's the only canned thing I have, and that's why I sound like such a puss when it, I'm doing it. Because, it's hilarious. Yeah. I always love when people have their fake voice. They're yeah. like, all right. Hey, how's it going? Okay, we're going to get started here in a second. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the only canned thing. And then once I get that canned thing out of the way, yeah. I get a little bit more natural. My wife does that on the phone. She, she'll be talking to me, and then she'll pick up and she'll hello. And I'm like, what the? Who the hell is that? You don't, you don't sound like that you're lying to me would you like her to sound like that more is it super polite absolutely not because it just sounds like such horseshit Uh, and she's this strong powerful woman she's a doctor she owns her own business she's written a couple of books she terrifies me and so when she goes (laughs) hello i'm like that's dead come on i mean i'd rather answer the phone like what yeah because that's how i what bitch i'm a doctor (laughs) Read, read my books and then i'll talk well, Joe Larson, where can people find you to do stand-up comedy on stage in New York City, and where can they find you online? If you go to joelarsoncomedy.com, you will find all of the dates for New York City and elsewhere. Okay. Uh, Twitter's What About Joe, Facebook's Joe Larson Comedy, Instagram's Comedian Joe Larson. That is how good I am at social media. Different <laughs> handles for each one. Well, I imagine there might be another, another Joe Larson out there. There are too many. I love yeah. when people say the one and only. I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> that is the most inappropriate statement I've ever heard. Maybe the funniest one in New York City? Yeah, I'll take that. Okay. I'll take That's the funniest one in the world. So now, <laughs> if you Google my name, Joe Larson, I am the first that pops up. Okay. Nailing it. But. There is a Joseph Larson who is an evangelical preacher oh. who who's a gospel singer as well. I, I don't know if you can say gospel. He's a really, really uncomfortable white guy. Uh, and uh, he like, pops we, we up can, there, we too. We can say gospel on the podcast. That's not a curse word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what I've wanted to do is because he, some of his videos do pop up when you type in Joe Larson, okay. is I'm going to take his video of him singing and uh, take the audio out and overdub my stand-up on it and oh then post gosh. those. So when they click on his face, like, oh, I'm going to listen to some Joseph Larson singing Christian songs. And how would that work? Like, how does your comedy line up with gospel? Not at all, probably. Not at all. Okay. Not for a moment. So I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> and I'm sure that I'd get a cease and desist very quickly. Yeah. Um, he also, uh, there's a bunch, because I, I got interested, I got fascinated, so I looked him up, and he's got a bunch of, uh, uh, I guess he cheated on his wife, <gasps> and uh, and he was trying to bang, like, some people in the congregation. So, oh, no. Uh, yeah. He's I'm, really playing with the stereotype, man. I mean, he, they're all doing that, right? Nailed it. Yeah, I mean, he really I'm trying to keep it. them all apart, like Jimmy Swagger and all those people. Like I try, you know, I, I did this deep wormhole dive on Wikipedia the other day, trying to find out who did what, and they're all just, you know, rife with scandal, and it's yeah. usually embezzlement and things like that. Well, it's it's a, they're look, they're looking for a position of power. I mean, yeah. you don't you don't get into that game, right? <laughs> Unless you're looking for a position of power, you're yeah. like, I want to lead people, I want to move people, I want to change their minds, I want to control them. Yeah. That's really what religion is. It's mind control. And so these people are like, I'm going to play with that. And then not only am I going to play with that person to person, I'm getting on television. I'm yeah. going to do it on the internet. I'm going to go hard. Yeah. And we, I, I had some uh, pastors in my family, but the difference is they didn't, you know, they didn't go out on TV. And so re- 
that shows that they really give a sh- gave a shit about giving sermons and, and totally. attending to the flock. It's just they didn't. It wasn't about them. It was about their congregation. But yeah, the minute you go on TV, it's like, what does this guy really give a shit about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it becomes impersonal, then yeah. it's about them. Oh yeah, you know, it's about Once them. Once TV gets involved, it becomes impersonal. Totally. So yeah. it's one on one in the congregation. You're like, okay, I, I see these people each week. This yeah. is my community, yeah. and I'm trying to help my community. That's cool. Uh, that the difference is TV. Well, I think the, the difference. Tiff- yeah, TV being impersonal. That's a good point. Well, TV, internet. You know, like yeah. that's yeah. That's why you should see stand-up comedy live. Go to JoeLarsonComedy.com. <laughs> and, <laughs> and what kind? Are you talking about any of that in your act, or, or the no. stuff we're going to talk about today is love and hate? I like the ideas of love and hate. I've been thinking about it a lot lately because they are used, especially in English, as one word meaning many things. Okay. Right? I can say these three statements, and they're all true. I love my wife. Okay. I love my children. I love coffee. <laughs> Those are all true statements. Yeah. That's a crazy thing. Yeah. And in other languages, there's many words. There's a love that you have for your your children is one kind of love, yeah. right? And love you have for your friends is a different kind of love. But in English, it's all the same. It's all grouped into the same thing. There's no alternate word. And that, you, that's weird. It's like in Alaska, they have eighty thousand words for snow. Yeah, because they have a lot of snow. And so, what does it say about American culture where we <laughs> we only have about three? That means yeah. we don't have a we, lot of love. Not a lot of love here. Okay. Not a lot of love here. Is that the same thing with hate? Like you can yeah. make the say, you know, I hate Backstreet Boys. I hate the Backstreet Boys. Right. I hate Hitler. Right. These are two different hates. Yeah. You know, and so, I thought, so do you propose a new lexicon for degrees of hate and love? I think that we should. I think there yeah. should be many words for these. I think, I, think, that, I think Joe Larson comedy could be the place to do that. And even overdubbing the Joseph Larson, that could work. Yeah. Kind of school people on this guy's saying he loves this, but I don't know that he loves it in the same way as he loves taking people's money or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he loves banging people that isn't his wife uh, way more than he loves banging his wife. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> and so how do you, how does that, I mean, is it kind of slowly making its way into your act? Are you working on bits that, that kind of involve hate and love? Well, I have two children and, I have a wife, and that is a different love. And that's a weird thing because that's a love that I think a lot of people would assume is the same love. Right. So right? how are they different? Well, because, uh, you know, uh, my children are genetic. I think genetically you're supposed to love your children more. And I don't know if it's a more or a different. Okay. Well, it should be different. You shouldn't want to bang your children. You know, like <laughs> if, you're, if you love your wife and your children the same, you should go to jail. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, uh, like again, I would die for my children and... Uh, and the you wife, know, uh, you know, not so much. Yeah, I would. Well, somebody has got to take care of the kids. Why, exactly. would, I, why would I die for my wife? Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, you look at like the love that uh, I give my children, the love I feel for them, and the love they feel for me. Yeah. I it's unconditional. Oh, the love I have for my children is completely unconditional, right. and the love that they have for me is conditional one hundred percent. Like. You know, again, they would murder me for candy, and I would die for them. <laughs> like they would, they would sell me into slavery for Skittles. And uh, yeah, that's not both ways. And I guess you know, some people go into motherhood or fatherhood thinking it will be unconditional love, and it really, you know, somebody says there's nothing more conditional than a, you know, than a teenager or something like. That. Oh well, I mean, think about even just how you feel about your parents versus how they feel about you. Yeah. This when I call my mother, the elation that comes through, the the, <laughs> the excitement, the oh my goodness, you <sighs> called me, I'm the and oh, then, and then think about like when your mom's name pops up on your phone. Just the, I'm so glad that she can't see my face. <laughs> just this sort of like, 
all right, I guess we got to do this. <laughs> yeah, got to got to set aside some time to think up the topics, like Costanza or something. And then, um, how does you know? Do your parents kind of make their way into your act at all? Because it sounds like you have a good impression of the mother. Of, well, yeah. of Mrs. Larson. <laughs> Mrs. Larson is a very sweet nut job, uh, <laughs> and uh, crazy as uh, as they get, but uh, she doesn't make it in there too much. Um, but do you put voices in things like characters? Because it sounds like you got a pretty good uh, handle on some. It seems like you're confident enough to do characters and voices. And I things. do enjoy being a big persona on yeah. stage. It's not. It's. I don't think. I don't like getting small on stage in comedy. I okay. think it's fun for me to play something bigger. Okay. Um, one of my favorite comedians uh, of all time is a guy named David Crow. Okay. And there's nobody bigger on stage than David. So how's he big? Just big, uh, big energy, big voice, big movements. Yeah, he plays. He has, like, the intelligent comedy of, like, a Mort Salt, like one of these where it's, like, almost so intelligent that it could lose people. But at the <laughs> same time, uh, he has the physical buffoonery of, like, a Jim Carrey. Wow. And so he melds these two in such a brilliant way. Is and he a big guy or small guy? Small, uh, normal sized, you know. He's uh, maybe... 510 and 170 pounds, you know, normal size fella. And he's been around for a while? He's been around forever. He's out of Seattle. So, okay. um he's not uh he had a Showtime special. He okay. had a he was on Comedy Central. He's done a bunch of stuff, but uh man, his his comedy is so brilliant because again, it melds like these two things that are often seen as exclusive in comedy, yeah. which is either you're incredibly intelligent with uh, the subject matter and the jokes, yeah. or your physical buffoonery. And he marries these two in such an incredible way. And so do you do the same thing? I know I know you got the energy thing locked down, but are you also trying to stay intellectual with it? I'm a complete idiot, but... Uh... <laughs> but behind the idiocy, there's some wisdom, right? I try, I try, I try, I try, but... Uh, because if you if you come off like an idiot, it's so nice to surprise the audience that occasionally you have some insight. I think I hope I have some insight. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal, right? No, the goal's funny, but yeah. Uh, if yeah. you can do both, if you can do both, yeah. that's kind of nice sometimes. Um, yeah, I guess. And so, what are the what are the things that you know? Because you have a certain persona, like you know, I don't know, idiot, idiot with high energy. Let's go with. What are the things coming out of your mouth that people believe are coming from you? Like, there's probably certain topics that you can't say that a retiring violet could say, you know, and the converse is true. I'm. I'm clean and dark at the same time. So how's that? Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. I did a dry bar special recently, which is like squeaky clean. It's for the Mormons and oh. <laughs> uh, and uh, in Provo, Utah. And and um, really, yeah, yeah. And it was great. It was fun. And they're a great audience. And it was a really fun experience. But the list of things you can't talk about. I was like, I'm a clean comedian in the Northeast, yeah. but in Provo, <gasps> I am. Uh, disturbing. Wow. Yeah, which is interesting to me that, that again, I guess clean comedy, much like love and hate, has a spectrum to it that uh, you don't consider. That that uh, even if you just mention suicide or murder, which I mention a lot, I think those things are hilarious. It would seem to be clean enough, but it's dark. And so but they, it's dark. They said you couldn't talk about those things? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. They probably wouldn't have left anyway, so they're doing you a favor telling you not to talk about murder and suicide. Yeah, well, in one of my jokes, I mentioned suicide just to kind of push the, and it's a silly joke, okay. uh, but I got such pushback from the audience. It was wild. Wow. And so we cut that from the special. So so you're keeping the dark stuff in. And so what, what about kind of murder and suicide and love and hate um, come, you know, makes its way into a clean but dark joke? Like well, what's, a, what's a silly suicide joke by Joe Larson? Uh, that I, I have uh, depression. Uh, I also have the ADD, which is good. If you're going to have the <laughs> depression, you want to have the ADD because every time I go to kill myself, I get distracted. Oh, that's funny. I've never heard that before. Somebody with depression also has ADD. Yeah. 
be. Is that even? I guess it's possible. It's you're, you're living possible. proof, but yeah. it's, it's probably rare, and that's cool that you're one of the few who can talk about it. So yeah, but like that joke it cannot go into that special. But it, you know, like that yeah. is a clean joke, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it's clean and clever, and there's and, no sex. There's no dirty words. No. Right. No, but. Ooh, but even, yeah, but even if you don't mention the suicide, I mean, I think that it's still hilarious that, you know, if you're depressed, you probably, you know, ruminate on negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. But if you have ADD, it's not, you know, it's easier to kind of break that loop. Oh, yeah, but you can get into all kinds of bad thoughts then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't stop coming. Oh, that's great. I mean, so it seems like, you know, even beyond the suicide thing, that seems a pretty deep well from which you can draw and what are some other kind of examples of that darkness that's making its way into joe larson's comedy um well the thing is is that i love that uh i love that the final elements are the most heightened right so if you want to go to a place that's interesting you have to go to a place that you're terrified of uh or a place that uh nobody knows anything about okay and And what is the most Yeah. Death. No, uh, every yeah. That is the that is the thing everyone's afraid of, yeah. and nobody knows what it's like. Okay. And, and so, are you ta- are you kind of guessing at what death might be like? Well, I think it's just lights off, right? Okay. Turn the lights off. Yeah. It's all over. Yeah. No more. You don't. You don't get to know. Yeah. That's even more interesting. We don't yeah. get to know. Yeah. It's the only thing in life that you, you absolutely have no possibility of ever getting to know. Yeah. That's so cool. So how do you kind of toy with that in an interesting way? Um, it's uh. It's the most heightened you can bring a situation in comedy. Often the the idea is to heighten, 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 and uh, and to a final point. Um, One of my favorite stories that I tell on stage is about uh, the time that my wife had to be a doctor on a plane. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, when, you know, like when they call, is there a doctor on board? She You're was like, the shit, my wife is one. Only doctor, I know. <laughs> and uh, she went up front to start helping this lady out, and they tried to they tried to keep giving her drinks. Like the, the flight attendants were like, thank you for helping out. Can I give you a drink? No, I might be used again, yeah, on yeah, this flight. Yeah. Totally. Wow. And uh, and that bitch did not send them back to me. Are you? I'm so <laughs> upset. I was like, you. she told me afterwards. She was like, they kept, and I'm like, yeah, 26B. Back yeah. in the, what are you? Um but uh, you know, in in that joke, I'll off. I bring it to a point of uh, we ended up killing the woman to go to Hawaii, um, <laughs> because this is true. On the plane, they go, "You're the doctor. This is a medical emergency, and you are in charge." <gasps> the pilot says that he goes, "You tell me where to put it down. I'll do it." Wow! Yeah, the yeah, power of that. And totally. so you're like, let's go to Hawaii. Like, Hawaii. I do my yeah. best work totally. on planes above Hawaiian water. Yeah. So that. let's yeah, let's go to Hawaii, land, take her to the hospital, have a nice vacation. Dude, Why go to Denver? There, there's never a doctor on the plane, probably. But in this case, it's your wife, and she's got to attend to this person. They're well, not, they're not sending you drinks, man. And what's funny is. Uh, I always had put, you know how you can choose your prefix? I always put doctor. Uh, <laughs> and the, so they they didn't, my wife doesn't because she is one. So they called on the intercom. They're like, is there a doctor on board? And I was like, you got to go. And she's like, I'm not. Because she had two beers like in the waiting to go on the, on oh, the flight. Okay. So she's like, A, I'm, I don't know which state I'm in. So I don't, I'm not technically uh, licensed and I'm held to standards. Yeah. So there's got to be somebody else. Uh, B, I've had a couple of drinks in my system. So that medical malpractice, like there's, there's so many different reasons I should not be doing this. Yeah. I could lose my license. All that. Um, so I'm like, come on, come on. And, but they just kept going like, is there a doctor on board? And because I was like, you had put doctor in as your prefix. I'm assuming oh, they're like, Lord. we know there's a fucking doctor on board. Oh my Lord. That's amazing. <laughs> so it's like now nah, between the two of you, one of you's a fucking doctor. 
back and yeah. she gets up. Yeah, she wow. she got up. You know. Ladies and gentlemen, watch your fucking prefix when you are on board <laughs> and when you're putting in your information. And Joe Larson, wh- what are the upcoming shows? Like, you know, I know they can go to Joe Larson Comedy and they'll find you that way. Um, yes. When is this airing? I mean, it, it can go out tonight. Oh, okay, great. Um, I'll be in Vegas in two weeks at okay. Brad Garrett's Comedy Club. Oh, cool. um, t- uh, tonight I'm at uh, Broadway Comedy Club. Uh, Tuesday I'm in Greenwich Village. Uh, uh, but Joe Larson Comedy to see all of the dates. Dude, and if, you want, if you're going to do that, you're going to catch some real fucking darkness. So be ready. Yes, okay. you'll see some happy darkness. You're going to see some shit. Thank happy you so darkness. much, Joe Larson. Thank you.